Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. On Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, I go live on Facebook to share my design tips, to answer your questions, to talk about what's going on in my world. Well, I not only share it on Facebook, now I'm going to be sharing it on my podcast. So today you will be hearing a recording of my most recent Facebook Live. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. It is so good to be back with you again this week. I'm so excited because many, many questions have been pouring in. I have been away. I was um, away, away working. I've been working constantly on all sorts of exciting projects from a condo in West New York overlooking the city to um, all sorts of fun and exciting things. I'm even forgetting how many fun and exciting things I'm working on. I'm doing a duplex on the Upper East Side. I've got a whole bunch of virtual plans in the pipeline, everywhere from Boston to Florida to Los Angeles. There's never a dull moment over here. And hi, Brooke. Thank you for joining us. So of course, I'm going to dive in to the piles of letters that have come in since I've been away because I was also away at a convention in Tennessee, which was a ton of fun, as you guys know, who are faithful listeners and watchers. Um, I love true crime, so I was at a crime convention. But I am back and I've got my designer hat on and I'm not only catching up on all my projects, but I am catching up on my Facebook Live questions. So Brooke, feel free to write a question live. And of course, anybody else who's watching, feel free to post your design questions live. Otherwise, I'm going to dip into the old mailbag, which is right here. So my first question this week came from Amy, who wrote, Hi, Betsy. I love your show so much. You mentioned the air purifier that you love on your podcast, but I can't find it again, nor can I remember the brand. Would you please tell me the one that you love? Thank you so much, Amy. Amy, my favorite air purifier comes from Amazon. So many of my favorite things come from Amazon with two-day delivery. But this one happens to be the Germ Guardian. 
Get out your pen and paper. It's AC4825. And it's the three-in-one air purifier with the true HEPA filter, which helps capture allergens, smoke, odors, mold, dust, germs, pets, and smokers stuff per their listing. It has over 8,000 amazing reviews. So do not take my word for it, Amy. Hop online and buy this item now. It is currently selling for $84.99. And what a deal. All right, so let's get into my next question. Oh, Brooke, you have some questions for me. So you write, hi, Betsy, I love your podcast. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear that. I have had splotches on my walls for three years. I thought gray cashmere, oh shoot, finding this on my phone is rough, was going to be great, but it is going baby blue green in my family kitchen room. The trim is off-white. I was lucky enough to have parents who collected oriental rugs and who painted. Can I use light blue with a rust navy and cream oriental rug? The pale grays are not fun at all, and colors like Revere Pewter look like mud. Have you tried Overcast, Halo, Ashwood, November Rain, etc.? Thank you. I've been binging on Betsy. Okay, so here we go. So the key is to find that inspiration piece. And then you derive your colors from that. Now you could go with a light blue based on the navy oriental rug with the creams and the rusts. I think you're leaning towards going with a neutral brook and don't feel like you have to go to the muddy tans or that you have to go to the cool grays. You can stay in between. You could even do something light and fresh. You could do something really light like um, basically an off-white. There's a great one called Swiss Coffee. You could look at China White or White Dove. So this would feel really crisp, really fresh, feel like just a little bit of a hue, but people would read it as somewhat of a white. You could go with more of a home staging white, which has a cream to it. So you could look at something like Navajo white or bone white. Those are really safe colors that definitely feel like you've painted. They don't feel like any type of white, but people would probably call them an ivory. So I think that could be a really good choice for you. I understand, even though Revere Pewter is one of the most popular paint colors on the palette, that you might find it to be muddy. But um, I don't think you have to go as severe as gray to embrace that neutral and have it coordinate with your rug. So I hope that helped. And let me get back to my mailbag. All right. Okay, I've got an email coming in from Utah from Katie. Hello, Betsy from Utah. I have learned so much from the advice and expertise you share. Thank you. I'm wondering if you can help me plan out my living room and give ideas for what we should do with the rest of our three-bedroom apartment. The key words that I would use to describe the style I want are family-friendly, modern, and bohemian. We have a 10-month-old baby and probably more kiddos to come, so family-friendly is a top priority. We are looking for side chairs and a coffee table for our living room. What styles and colors would you recommend? We have a cornflower blue sofa and a multicolored rug. Also, would you recommend a color palette to paint the apartment? What else would you add to the apartment to make it feel cohesive and not over the top? I love color, but at the moment I have no idea how to continue and add items without totally overdoing it. Any thoughts or advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Katie. 
All right, Katie. So accompanying your email, you sent me some pictures. You sent me a rug that has a lot of teal, rust, a little bit of cream, maybe even some darker blue. You sent me vibrant yellow, sun yellow pillows that have a geometric white pattern. You sent me pillows that have like a black bicycle on them that are kind of a burlap or linen finish. And then you also sent, um, well, I think that's about it actually. I think that's about it. So what you've created, what you've sent to me is you've sent me your inspiration piece, which is that very vibrant patterned rug that has the teal, the blue, the cream, and that rust color, which means if we're looking at that as our inspiration piece as the thing from which we're going to derive all the colors and then we know what does not belong that yellow geometric pillow does not belong in this space we want to make sure to dig deep on the colors found in that ruck i would love your current pillows if they were in that rust color or maybe even of the teal from the background of that rug in terms of creating a wall color palette and choosing those side chairs With such a vibrant rug and knowing that this is maybe in your central living space and since it's an apartment, it's probably open to other rooms, I would keep the walls neutral. And as I was discussing with Brooke, you could do sort of a cream-based neutral, which would look beautiful with that rug. Because your aesthetic does have that hint of modernity, you called it family-friendly modern bohemian, you could go with a true gray. Uh, I like Silver Satin or Horizon. You could go with a gray beige. You know I love Pale Oak. And um, that would be my recommendation in terms of the color spectrums for the paint. In terms of the armchair, you mentioned that your sofa is blue, which is a bold choice. Since you do have a colorful sofa, which is a really big element in the room, I would recommend that the armchairs not be a competing color. I would probably do those in a neutral. In other words, a much darker tone than the tone of the walls. So say you went with that gray tone, that silver satin, which is a very mellow gray, then you would do like charcoal type side chairs. And then you'd pop that with some really fun pillows, maybe lumbar pillows in that rust or teal color. So Katie, I hope that helped. You're on the right track with that stain concealing, vibrant patterned rug. But I think with the pillows, you definitely made a wrong turn and hopefully you can use those in another room. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. 
follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. All right, I have some more questions here. Let's see. Oh, Brooke followed up that her cabinets and trim are cream. Great. So just go a little bit darker than that. I think you'll find that bone white and Navajo white will really contrast with just a cream trim. And it won't feel too dark or imposing or certainly not muddy as you were concerned about. Hi, Paige. So good to see you. And I have a question from Donna. Donna writes, Hi, Becky. It's actually Betsy, but that's fine. I answer to all derivatives, pretty much any name starting with B. I have light gray walls. I have wiped a bunch of scuff marks off with a magic eraser. Now where I wipe the spots, it's shiny. How do I get rid of this? Yes. So the magic eraser is a magical tool, as it says right in its name. But if you don't use it, very gently. It will remove the finish from your paint. It will leave these shiny spots that you actually can't do anything about, I'm afraid to tell you, Donna. What I like to do is I like to hardly dampen that eraser. Just make it um, so subtly wet. You know, just get it a little bit under the sink, then squeeze it out as much as you can. I even then take a paper towel after I've squeezed it out and squeeze it again with the paper towel wrapped over it. Then you go to that scuff marker stain and you lightly brush. Not even like you would with a real eraser. In fact, I don't think they should call it eraser. They should maybe choose a different name because that implies that you should scrub hard, lightly. It's like a feather dusting like, like this. I just go like this over and over and over and it hardly touches the surface of the wall. And it will remove those scuffs without changing the surface finish of your wall. But it sounds like that's too late for you, Donna. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to just paint over it. Hopefully this is in a place that doesn't get um, too much direct sunlight. Because then you'll notice that the paint has faded from the time that you put it on to now when you're going to put your sample touch-up on. And hopefully you do have touch-up paint rather than then going back to the hardware store and getting a new mix because you'll find that that will be subtly different. And you may want to paint the entirety of the wall. So it's one wall that was the main offender, if that's the case. Then you may find that you want to paint the whole face of that wall. You wouldn't need to paint the adjoining sides, but painting the whole face will remove that differentiation in color, even if you're going with a new dye lot, even if you didn't have leftover sample paint. Donna, I hope that helps. You've got some work ahead, but now you know how to properly use that magic eraser in the future. And let me just share with you that the only reason I know this is because I have done the exact same thing and I've had the exact same issue arise. Oh, good. It's only one wall, Donna. So that should be an easy fix for you, even though it is going to be an afternoon with a can of paint and a roller. All right. Any other live questions before I get to my last email question? Let me find... One that's relatively short. Okay, here we go. Oh, oh, here we go. Paige, you've got an update for me. Gray Owl beat Pale Oak in the bedroom paint competition and we're in love. Thank you so much. Now we're having window dressing conversations and I'm wondering if you might share some of your favorite places for buying grommet, of course, curtain panels. Well, first of all, Paige, let me commend you on paying attention to detail. You are getting everything right from my paint choices to my favorite panels you are listening or reading my books or whatever and I'm so impressed uh in terms of the paint 
gray owl is not just my little secret. When I used to intern for Tom Felicia at the very beginning of my career, he was the one that used gray owl over and over again, and it never failed to disappoint in all sorts of different spaces. So I'm really excited that you went for that bolder hue because I myself went a little bashful and did pale oak in my home. As for grommet panels, oh my goodness. Uh, have we got have we got hours left on this? Because so many places have grommet panels. In fact, my favorite thing to do is just type in the color and even pattern that I'm looking for. So for instance, if I was looking for a trellis pattern, I would type in navy trellis grommet panel in my search key and so many delicious things pop up. Now, of course, you know I'm going to love Pottery Barn. They have good grommet selections, but I also really love places like Bed Bath & Beyond. They have a ton of different options for you. I got some of my favorites at Sears.com. Overstock.com has some really good ones. Wayfair. If I'm looking for something a little bit more unique, like I said, I will type in exactly what I'm looking for. Like if I'm looking for a multicolored floral with teal that's grommet I'll type in multi grommet teal floral panel and it's amazing what comes up the other fun thing to do if you're looking for something really unique and unique panels are hard to find is that I will go to Etsy and there's a number of vendors on Etsy who will custom make your drapery to the size that you want. It's not that much more expensive than Pottery Barn. And then you can also select the finish of your grommets. Because I'm not super particular. If you have a silver rod and you have bronze grommets, well, that's okay. But if you could choose, if one could choose, as they can on Etsy with those custom vendors, of course I'm going to choose the silver grommets with the silver rod. So I hope that helped. But you will find that when you are looking for grommet panels, you can open Pandora's box and just roll around in yummy options. Let's see here. Tanae has something. Oh, you're finally catching me live. Oh, good. You left a comment. Oh, good. Paste it here, Tanae, before I hop off so I can answer your question. And then Jamie wrote me, Jamie Lee. Hi, Betsy. We live in a lake town and I've been following more of the Cape Cod style to bring that lake home feel in with a bit more sophistication. We'll be selling our home within the next three years and the modern farmhouse style is all the rage in our area. Should I mix in some items in this style or do you think that will be a little played out within that time frame? I've been thinking that modern farmhouse, that these rustic woods, that these live-edge tables, that these unfinished metals, that this hand-hewn type effect, this farmhouse rustic look was going to be out for about eight years now. So obviously, when I look into my crystal ball, I do not get an accurate vision because I really thought people would be over that by now. And more and more, they are still into that unfinished wood. They are still into seeing the grain, to seeing the uneven threads of a burlap. Now, this is a lake house. So I like that you're kind of differentiating yourself from a beach house, which could have that more clean, polished look, whereas the lake house might go a little bit more rustic country. I 
think it could help you to sell it, especially if you're in an area, for instance. I'm doing a lot of country houses up in Stone Ridge and New Paltz and Saugerties. And people, this is their second home. It's not their primary home. And so they live in the city and they want their city look to be quite different than their lake house look. So even if I've designed spaces for them in the past, for instance, I had a client from New York City, I've designed three spaces for them in the city. And so when we went to their lake house to design that, well, I thought, hey, I know these clients. I know exactly what to give them. I made this design plan and they were like, Betsy, we want to go really country here. And they hadn't necessarily expressed that to me, but they just had this expectation that it would be really country. And I wanted to knock it out of the park for them again. So I didn't go there. Um, So upon the revisions, which were easy to turn around, I was able to give them that country look. So you want to think about, is this somebody's primary home? where we just do a little bit of lake, a little bit of rustic, or is it their secondary home where they do want that escape? They want that very different feel from the urban sophistication they may be experiencing in their primary place. It's something to consider because when you're staging your home for sale, what you're trying to do is you're trying to play upon people's emotions. You're trying to get them to easily be able to visualize what it would be like for them to move right in, to have things be turnkey, to have their dream for what they're wanting in this space to be easily laid on top of the image you've created. And I think thinking about it from that point of view, creating the visual dream for them will not always be, I'm sorry, will not only be a fun place for you to live for three years, but it will also be much easier to sell the dream after three years. I hope that helped, Jamie. Um, Okay. Yes, a lake house does sound beautiful. Let's see. Oh, White Bear Lake. Oh, you know what? I went to college in St. Paul. So I know White Bear Lake very well. And it does not really seem um, very lake housey. It's more of a suburban, what you're putting here, um, suburban lake town. And it wouldn't be somebody's secondary residence. It would be somebody's primary residence. Well, I think you should probably go for subtle lake house sophistication. I would not beat them over the head with that sort of country angle. So... I think you're not a good candidate for that big type theme moment. Rather, keep it sophisticated, keep it clean with small touches of lake. And I think you could even bring in some of the blues that people have an expectation to see in a home that's on the water, but maybe bring them in in a sophisticated way rather than a more playful, casual way. All right, there we go. So I haven't heard from Tanae about her question, but hopefully she will cut and paste it below and I can get to it next week. It has been such a pleasure, guys. I love going live with you. And now that I am back from my many travels, so until next week, happy designing. Keep those questions coming to Betsy at affordableinteriordesign.com and I will catch you next week. Bye. Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, 
extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com, click on podcast to learn more, and to become a premium member today. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.